Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Maven's Havens podcast. Um, today, I am joined by Mars Robertson, introduced to me through a mutual friend, Rohan Aurora, who I previously featured. Mars is originally from Poland, but coming to us by way of London in the United Kingdom. And he is the founder of Island Dow. And I will get, we will get into specifically what that is in a moment. But just to start, Mars, wanted to thank you so much for your time and for joining me today. Real pleasure to get to know you. Thank you very much for having me. I'm looking forward to this conversation. I really appreciate the work that you do to interview and feature entrepreneurs from all walks of life. Thank you so much for the kind words. It seems I do have a fan after all. I know my reach isn't all that great, but it's always nice to know someone uh, does enjoy the content. So thank you for that, Mars. So, you know, as I mentioned, I'd really like to get into what specifically Island Dow is and what you're trying to accomplish sure. here. Absolutely. I think it's worth explaining what Dow is. Uh, Dao can be this uh, Eastern philosophy or Dao can be the centralized autonomous organization. Uh, the first uh, Dao was created in 2016. It was uh, exploited that led to Ethereum forking. And now we can go like this rabbit hole. What is Ethereum? What is blockchain? Uh, well, DAO itself makes everyone a shareholder and creator of the business. It's like a new form of, organ of organization where there is no CEO, but pretty much everyone is a, is a leader. So the intention behind the island DAO is to engage with community, engage with stakeholders, run this project in a collaborative and supportive way and why island well because it is cool there are so many um, interesting uh, real estate uh, properties you can crowdfund a castle you can crowdfund a church you can crowdfund a college and in the same fashion you can crowdfund an island why not yeah absolutely i mean i can't think of a reason why not so uh, let me try to better understand what specifically you're trying to accomplish here. So I haven't looked a bit at um, you know like your LinkedIn and website, and it seems like you're trying to buy an island and actually like create a community there. Um, you know, as you said, kind of everything kind of decentralized, no hierarchical leadership, with the end goal to basically help heal the planet. Um, or at least provide a model for doing so. So can you tell me more, I guess, about the specifics and the plan itself? Oh, absolutely. Uh, totally. This is a subject I'm truly passionate. And again, we need to start somewhere. We need to like, find like an anchor point. For me, the anchor point is the climate change, that whether you are living in Asia, Africa, Europe, US, uh, climate change is happening and I see climate change not from the prismat of uh, say biodiversity loss or polar bear losing habitat. I see this from the prismat of uh, water shortages, uh, food instability, 
collapse of the society, uh, raising sea levels, people migrating. So we need to establish a new model of civilization. The climate change is like a first principle. This is like, I take it, it exists, it will only accelerate. So every single action that I do is to handle the climate change and the long-lasting consequences. So this is like this first principle. And the island, it actually gives a, a blank canvas where we can implement various, various tools and techniques. Uh, there could be a solutions on the level of technology, how to do efficient uh, you know, energy production, food production, uh, water retention, water clean, cleaning, the you know, waste treatment. Like we can solve problems on a technology level related to food, water, energy. And we can also solve problem on the social consensus, the governance and decision-making that when you look at the history of the humanity that, okay, we have a, something that is called democracy, but this model of democracy did not upgrade since ancient uh, Greece. And this model of democracy did not Im improve since, you know, founding fathers in 1776 in Philadelphia declared the independence that representative democracy voting for some guys once every four years does not reflect the reality where everyone is on Facebook, everyone has access to the internet. So now as the humanity is doing this uh, post-COVID new world order, uh, we need to upgrade uh, how we run our society. So the island offers uh, both. One is technological solutions to climate change, food, water, energy, doing it in a scalable way and also the social decision-making consensus. How do we organize in small groups and how do we form a new model of society? Okay, that's, this is probably one of the most grand in scale, um, you know, projects, entrepreneurial endeavors I've encountered in all the time, which admittedly is not that long, but in all the time I've been speaking to entrepreneurs. So I'm kind of curious. I mean, you you mentioned the one of the most common words I've ever heard among entrepreneurs, passion, right? This is something you're very passionate about. And I guess what's your what's your background and where did this passion and this idea really come from? Mm, yeah, I think that uh, passion and purpose is like a, a fuel, it's, it's a petrol. Like I, I know that I could be engaged in uh, some random type of business, uh, but then if you don't have a passion, you quit at the first major obstacle. Uh, I think that uh, first principle, climate change is happening. I, and I know this for the fact, like if I could go to the casino and put like all my chips on, black or red, even or odd, I know that the I'm very, I'm very optimistic about the climate change accelerating. It is just, I take it as a, as a, as a given. So in terms of, uh, you know, passion, I think that everyone should find this intersection, like this ikigai, like the uh, intersecting circles. What am I good at? What the world needs? How can I bring uh, some income? 
And I think that the climate change adaptation, uh, building, building houses, building independent uh, microgrids for energy storage, uh, water retention and water treatment, I think that there is a very significant business model. And by the way, I don't have I don't have all the answers. Like, for instance, how would you monetize someone who is uh, like a, a refugee, environmental migrant, a guy from a country in Africa with zero income, no passport, no documents. It's like an illegal immigrant in Europe. What is the lifetime customer value of such of such a person? Or maybe we can look another way. What is the added benefit of such person having access to abundant, fresh water, healthy food, uh, quality education, and, and healthcare? So even though there is no direct business model of providing wealth and prosperity, but the overall benefit to humanity is is enormous. I will give, an, uh, I will give an, an, an example that I like to share that someone who is in, in real need, someone who is desperately hungry can, uh, you know, to, to earn like $1 worth of food will, will steal an item worth $100, will cause $1,000 of damage and because it's a, some above the criminal threshold, that person goes goes to jail. The time in the jail costs about ten thousand dollars to the taxpayers, and because person has a criminal record, cannot get a job, the opportunity cost of not being able to work is you know hundred thousand over the lifetime. And then we have this generational, you know, societal discrepancies. So it's more than like a million dollars of the entire family not having access to education. So I think that uh, we can solve a lot of problems, even though there is no immediate uh, business model. There is no business model of providing abundant food to people who are hungry. There is no direct dollar sign, but I think it is uh, just a normal human thing to do. Agreed. Uh, you know, the example you mentioned reminds me of uh, Les Miserables, right? I mean, the whole the premise of the story, or at least it kicks off with a guy stealing a loaf of bread and how that upends his life. So this is what you mentioned is something that's been plaguing society for a very long time now, hundreds of years at least, probably longer, I'm sure, really since the beginning of society. So um, uh, what you, you know, it really it really speaks to um, a very profound need that humanity has. And one uh, thing that kind of stood out to me about it is that, that a challenge is in, I guess, shifting uh, the human mindset, I'll say for lack of a better way to put it, to uh, kind of get on the, the same page as yourself, uh, that society needs this new kind of, uh, needs to be formed in a new way. It needs to operate in a new way. I mean, even climate change itself, you say it's a first principle and I agree. I mean, I think the evidence is overwhelming, but still so much of humanity, it seems, at least here in the United States, I can't speak to the rest of the world, but so much of the world still hasn't gotten the message yet. So a lot, there are a lot of climate change deniers. So not just focusing on climate change deniers, but in general, getting people to change their minds and, uh, you know, kind of understand the need here or the, the need to make this kind of shift uh, in society to what you envision. I mean, how do you 
how do you intend to do that sort of thing, for lack of a better way to put it? Hmm. OMG, if I had a magic recipe, a, a magic wand, <laughs> that would be so, so much easier. I just want to reflect on what you said about the uh, public awareness of the, of the climate change. I think that the media uh, should play a more um, prominent role. The COVID is, um, is a big, uh, you know, massive shift and pretty much every media outlet changes their homepage, you know, Facebook, Google, Instagram, they, they changed how they position the, the message. And I think that we need a similar scale of effort if we really want to handle the climate change. And also the, the public awareness that I watch TV very occasionally when I am in some random place and I have access to the TV. I like to see what are the adverts. Like I am not watching any, any shows, I'm just watching the adverts. When I was last time in Poland, everything was supplements, uh, vitamins, uh, various medical you know, treatment, get this. Maybe you have this disease. This um, treatment will help you with this disease. I think that the, this gives me a signal that healthcare is, is a big thing. But the point is, if we can somehow change the media narrative, and I was thinking maybe we can get some, not just uh, try to reach out to influencers on Instagram, but maybe we can just speak directly with, with Mark, the, the, fun, the founder of Facebook, the Jack, founder of Twitter, and uh, provide the best available knowledge, like provide like actual factual information about what's going on with the current state of the planet, with the say melting Arctic and the forest fires in Siberia and deforestation in Amazon and loads of things are happening underwater in the, in the ocean uh, we don't know it. There is no uh, live stream reporters at the bottom of the ocean, but there are a few, a few things that I want to mention because it's not widely known. One of them is agricultural runoff from third fertilizers. Like we want to keep people fed. Everyone should, you know, get enough food. So we do industrial scale agriculture. And because it is, you know, industrial, we use a lot of fertilizers that uh, then go down the stream to the, to the oceans. And then there is loads of things happening in the ocean. It just becomes very, you know, overgrown. And then we also have the increased temperatures and the loads of acid, this, you know, acid environment. I am just... I'm just worried that we don't have reliable data, we don't have reliable information, and because there are no live stream reporters, uh, it just gets unnoticed. Uh, media, maybe we, we can talk with Mark and, and Jack to actually change the consciousness of the planet. <laughs> Well, that would be something. I know a lot of people would love to get um, a hold of the social media titans to change their perspective and uh, put their message out that way. So, you know, good luck to you with that. And if you do ever figure it out, I'm sure people will be beating down your door to figure to figure out how.
So, um, you know, there's something we talked about before we started recording. Uh, one of the most recent developments with this project, and, you know, this is on your website, you entered into an auction to buy an island to get this mm -hmm. project started, and it did not go your way. Can you speak to me about that? Yeah, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit sad and a little bit disappointing, uh, but I've already recovered my energy. Uh, you know, when there is the auction, it is competitive business environment. It is competition. It is incomplete information. And sometimes you have the, the, the false information, such as uh, spoof bids, like the friend of the owner places the bid just to initiate some auction. So I, I basically, my mindset failed. And it was a one major reason, like everything relates to the mindset. I've just, uh, you've introduced me, I am from Poland, I, I live in London. I recently purchased a house in London and I was, I'm very happy in my new place. Uh, this is my first, uh, first uh, property ever. Uh, it was a, you know, loads of work put into my new place. And just because I've purchased my new place very recently, like less than two months ago with still Ikea boxes everywhere, I were not able to leave my comfort zone. And I was second guessing myself. Mm, if I buy this island, what about this house? What about this? What about this? It was, there were loads of other, you know, I would say factual, like factual, you know, scientific, like de detailed reasons why not. But this is more on the energy attitude and mindset. My mindset failed. I was not prepared to spend all the money and even more like it was pretty much a gamble. Like when you make the bid, then you have around uh, 30 days to actually provide the additional, uh, you know, complete the purchase. I did not have enough money. I was prepared to gamble to a certain within reason. But because of my emotional energy, attitude, and the mindset, I I just played it safe. I didn't your law. You only live once. I didn't have enough courage to do it. And then a massive regret because actually this island was probably the best right now on the market because it was big, it was cheap, it was in a good country. So for about a week, I felt as if some, as if I was like dying. It was like an emotional response. Like I felt horrible. And then, okay, uh, recovering my energy. So now I have a better mindset, better strategy, better attitude that, okay, I did not have enough courage to place the winning bid. But right now I see this as a great learning experience People learn fastest through their own mistakes. And I'm hoping that people listening to this podcast will, will have this uh, winning attitude. Right on. Me too. Would you consider, you know, as you put it, not YOLOing and playing it safe to be maybe your biggest mistake now and the lesson you took from that to be to really just go for it, to not hold back? 
I think that uh, there was one major factor, uh, which is uh, there are multiple forms of capital. One of them is financial capital. And now as I, as I think about it, just the amount of media attention that we would receive, just, just the amount of publicity, clicks, impressions would pay for the amount of dollars or euros or British pounds uh, that we would spend. That I did, I did not properly uh, evaluate it a brand, press, reputation, these, these three factors would actually pay for the, you know, dollar amount. And yeah, being YOLO, like, look, everyone has personal circumstances. Uh, if you, you can see here, oh, it's like some uh, hair is, is less. Uh, I, I have my certain age. And of course I plan, you know, longevity, living forever, uh, you know, I, other other stuff related to healthcare, I plan to live forever. You know, tapping into this, you know, abundance of new, you know, three D printed molecules that are designed to fit with my DNA. At the same time, at a certain age, I think that my risk tolerance was different, and my personal circumstances related to my house in London and family that. I decided to play it safe and I realized that, you know, sometimes you need to listen to your heart, listen, listen to your gut and know what you believe is true. Like we, we mentioned first principles, climate change is the first principle and the research facility on the island was probably uh, one of the, this once in a lifetime opportunities. But the truth is, opportunities are like, are like buses. There is always another opportunity coming. There is always another island coming. So one week of low energy, feeling as if I was dying, and then change of energy uh, back to work. <laughs> I really like that metaphor you use, that opportunities are like buses. And there's always another one coming along. I mean, that's an important thing I think to know at all times so that you don't get too you know you don't despair too much and get too down on yourself and that I that sort of insight I think can help you recover energy kind of the way you did after a setback I mean is that kind of what helped you recover your energy or I'd actually like to hear from your perspective how did you recover your energy after being mm -hmm. so down uh I would say that the, this experience of working towards a goal and then failing made me uh, identify a lot of shortcomings, that I was able to identify a lot of things that are not at 100% in my life. One of them is to having a healthy, healthy routine. So you wake up in the morning and you are in your flow state because I moved to a new place and I still don't have all the furniture, my daily routine was out of order. And because my daily routine was out of order, I didn't have all this commitment and energy to perform at 100% in the time proceeding to the uh, auction. So um, in terms of, you know, recovery, you know, just like, you know, 
I think that this can be summarized. The mindset is everything. And I made a decision that, okay, enough despair, enough uh, feeling like a, you know, beaten dog. Uh, it's time to get back to work, uh, sort out your life, uh, handle the deficiencies that was that were stopping me from performing at 100%. And uh, it wasn't me who said opportunities are like buses. It was probably Richard Branson or some other famous entrepreneur. Uh, but yeah, uh, it is what it is. I have absolutely no, no, no complaints. I was in charge. If it was some, you know, unfair treatment, then I could shift the blame to someone else. It was 100% my ownership, my responsibility, and my mindset. And from now on, uh, I, I, I also made the decision. If my mindset is powerful, if I can control what I create in my life, I better be very precise, conscious, and specific what I want to manifest. Because we are very powerful beings and you know when the uh, uh, you know energy and intention mindset and attitude i know it sounds a little bit you know as esoteric but i think that it applies in all walks of life and business yeah and the going back to your point about mindset that's absolutely the most important thing and a great mindset to adopt i think is the one you have which is not to view this purely as a mistake for which you attach regret to but as a learning experience i mean you get you did get even though you didn't get what you originally set out for you did get a very valuable lesson that will help you succeed in the future and i think if you view it through that lens it doesn't you know setbacks like this don't seem so negative yeah, I really wish um, uh, this interview was more me walking in Estonia, showing you different, uh, you know, interesting features of the island. Uh, however, there's a still a tiny bit of hope. Uh, this, I, I think that it did actually helped me. It helped me with uh, this energy recovery because there's some appeal going on. There's someone, some participant of the auction uh filed some protest about something 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 some some technical detail so this actually gives me uh there's always hope and this hope can appear from you know unknown sources so now even i am i am in full agreement with what happened mindset mindset is everything at the same time, there is a still, you know, 1%, some random chance that after all, there might be a second chance. So this was actually uh, to present the, the full picture. This, uh, this little instance of someone filing a protest, it actually gives, gives me some chances. So right now i'm resolving all the affairs related to every roadblock that was stopping me previously this is a clear signal okay it's time to recover and also some elements that would be highly critical on the island independent food water energy it's actually so much easier to develop uh 
in your uh, natural home environment that transport to the island is a itself a log logistical challenge there is no uh, same day amazon delivery to your doorstep the nearest hardware store is you know a few hours away so a certain logistical challenges um, make it easier to work on food water energy independently and also in terms of uh, social social governance how do you form a community what is the common uh, like a common shared values how do you resolve conflict and uh, i never really wanted to create like a hippie commune like in the 60s uh, you know summer of love um, make peace not war make love not war etc i think that right now we we have capacity to live fully uh, independent of of the government like we can produce our own food water energy uh, we have access to you know abundance of of materials and resources and i think that the, the government the, the role of the government in the modern society is is diminishing like right now gov well governments are mostly coordinating covid response and they are hiring loads of people in the public sector at the same time i think that uh, there are various initiatives for instance the the liberland the new new country between you know liberland is a very interesting concept the seasteading which means building uh, floating platforms or international waters like i think that the role of the government is diminishing there are various uh, already established patterns in creating movements and communities so i will try to uh, gather all this experience and then implement it on the islands that segues very neatly to something else I wanted to ask you about. So looking past after the island's secured and you're getting started, right? I mean, and then a community's been established. Uh, you, you mentioned a bunch of challenges there. Uh, humans conflict, there's logistics, all kinds of stuff. I mean, where in your mind do you foresee things potentially going really wrong? And what are you doing to uh, get ahead of all that? Hmm. Uh, well, one of my principles is to not to trying to solve problems that haven't occurred yet. For for example, the overpopulation on Mars, it is a problem that is not happening yet. I am just very aware that my personality... Uh, okay, Greta Thunberg is Asperger, Elon Musk is Asperger, I also have an Asperger, and actually the best programmers I know are have the Asperger syndrome because what it makes you, you are just obsessive about one single thing. And when you are a coder, a programmer, then being obsessive and being able to focus on one thing is a, is a feature, not a bug. So I am completely aware that my personality, personality my character, my attitude can alienate at least half of the population. Like, uh, you know, there's say 8 billion people on the planet. I am pretty sure that half of the population can be triggered instantly by my 
some random comments, okay? But luckily, uh, I see uh, Ireland as the freedom and choice, and that there could be an, an island that is fully focused on longevity, uh, biohacking, neurotropics, uh, quantified self, uh, you know, transhumanism. Like there's like an island that is, everyone is on the same wavelength that we, this is our priority. And then there could be another uh, community, whether it's you know, in a castle or in some ranch, farm, some nice, beautiful property that is focusing on spiritual development and, and, and yoga and all this breath work and, and movement. And then we can just share some best practices. So I would say that community building and me, I, am, I want to create this DAO, Decentralized Autonomous Organization, but at the same time, I realized that in this initial period, a strong person of a leader is necessary. That before the actual decentralization occurs, when there are, you know, procedures and processes and everything runs like a well-oiled machine, a strong person of a founder is necessary. I think it was a mistake that I was trying to run every single decision through like posting publicly on Discord, posting publicly on Twitter, asking everyone for the opinion. And it is, it is cool, yes, it has a place, uh, but when you uh, need to run quickly, I use the word auction, competitive business environment with incomplete information when decisions have to be made fast. Uh, sometimes I wish I was a more uh, trusting my own gut making the decisions that I know are the best. And in terms of a long-term community building, I'm pretty sure there are people with complementary skills who are great at resolving conflicts. And as, as long as we agree on the first principles, uh, you know, if we agree that the climate change is you know, the most important problem pressing humanity, then we can find a way moving forward. Understood. So uh, definitely a very daunting task for sure. But um, I think it all starts with someone who's truly passionate about it and has the vision to see it through like yourself. So um, confident, uh, you know, you'll, you'll move forward effectively. Um, you know, I guess Mars, I'd really like to know, since you probably have a radically different perspective on this, because what you're doing is you know, just so different than a lot of the people I've spoken to, but for anyone getting started out and really wanting to be successful in entrepreneurship, what, did, what advice do you have for them? Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm the best person to give the advice because I don't have any major accomplishment uh, backing my life. What I would what I would say is keep your personal ca cash flow. You know, know your numbers, know what is your cost of living, know how much money you make, know how much money you spend. Keep your expenditures low, and even if you don't have any particular financial goal in mind, keep saving and investing money. Like. I've learned the hard way from my own painful mistakes 
I was not super vigilant with my cash flow expenses. And just because I didn't have, I was earning good money as a computer programmer in London, but because I did not have any specific financial goal, all this money was somehow gone. I'm sorry, I, I made a mistake. I just, I think that if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to manage your own finances because if you don't manage your own finances, how can you manage the finances of the successful business? So this is probably the most painful mistake. And I hope that you will learn from, you will learn from me. I think that's great advice. For one thing, you've definitely accomplished something, even though you said you don't feel like you've accomplished much because you got started and that's so much more than so many people do. So I will give you kudos for that. And I, you know, your advice is something I don't hear that often. People like to say things like just get started and do it and fail fast, fail forward, which is all great advice. But, you know, people don't like it. That's kind of sexy. That's kind of fun. You know, the unsexy advice is get your finances in order or keep your job in the meantime. And so, but I think it's important that people hear that because in the real world, you do need to have those things in order really to succeed. So I'm glad you said that. Uh, yeah, and especially if you are uh, younger, when you don't have high cost of living, I, I think that uh, this is uh, holding me down to some extent. This this house in London, you know, the Robert Kiyosaki, rich dad, poor dad house is not an asset. I actually feel to a certain extent that uh, the monthly payment, it is holding me down but also the real estate market in the UK and the US is slightly different, different dynamics, different le legislation, different uh, credits, and also the limited supply of land in the UK because UK is an island, they don't make land anymore. And also the traditional of uh, royal family, Church of England and Cambridge, Cam universities, Cambridge and Oxford uh, owning loads of land. So I would say that the housing market in the UK is different than in the US. And when you are younger, you don't have family, you don't have the house, you can sleep on the couch with your friends, your monthly cost of living. It, it is nothing embarrassing with living with your parents to keep your monthly expenditure low that gives you all the freedom and opportunity to pursue your passion, pursue your business. And uh, I'm not sure if uh, corporations or like a large companies are the best uh, learning uh, grounds. I think that being in the, in the weeds and working with other entrepreneurs is the type of education, you know, type of experience you want to get. Very well said. Um... Yeah, a corporation, you know, that's a company that's been a not large corporation. They've been established since forever. So I don't know what they're going to teach you about starting a new business. But um, yeah, no, if you re hey, if you're passionate about it and you want this to succeed, couch surf if you have to stay with your parents. Um, I don't I definitely don't disagree with that. Um, 
So anyway, thank you for the sound advice, Mars, and thank you so much for sharing your experience with me. I've really enjoyed uh, getting to learn more about you, about Island Dow, and I'm really excited to see everything you go on to accomplish. Thank you very much. It was, it was a pleasure. I, I felt like this conversation brought some value, in, including me. Like saying loud uh, certain ob observations helped me process and clarify. It was a great learning experience. And uh, as uh, you know, fail, fail, fail again until you succeed. This advice has also loads of merit. I agree. It definitely does. And I'm really glad to hear that you got some value out of this conversation, Mars. That that alone makes it all worth it for me. So appreciate you sharing that with me. Again, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing everything you accomplish and following along with your journey. And, um, you know, best of luck with everything. Thank you. Well done. Take care.